0: This is Felt Recoil. Alright, welcome to the Felt Recoil podcast. This is episode 104. We're glad to have you here. My name is Chris. Across from me is a white guy named Patrick. I put white guy in front of you because I watch the news, and that means I know that all descriptives must now start with the race of the person involved. We used to not do that because we weren't a racist society. We weren't race baiting each other mm-hmm. every time we turned around. Mm-hmm. But, nay, sir, no more is that the case. Now, white guy Hulon.
1: Uh, anyway. It was you, probably in question uh, for all the folks that have never seen me before and they've only listened to us on this podcast. That is good. They were probably wondering this whole time is he black? Is he Hispanic? I heard him talk about his love of
0: widespread panic. Is that a minority member of the community? (laughs) I heard him say... That is a quick way to get stabbed, sir. I wasn't sure because... Do not accuse me of that. He then said he played drums, which means he has rhythm, so he can't be white. Anyway, all right. Uh, I think uh, we can still claim to be good at it. We still be racist if it's against white people, and that's us. So we'll be all right. A lot to try and pack in over the next uh, forty-five to sixty minutes. So we'll get right into it. Uh, a racist rally at Stone Mountain. The In was there. They stand for not effing around. Clearly, what is it again? <laughs> in fact. I think it's Coalition. Oh, that's it. The Coalition. Yeah, thanks. Uh, their leader is a guy named Grandmaster Jay, which I really thought that was the guy from Run DMC. Anyway, uh, that's exactly what I thought, too. He's. He, we're going to play some audio from him in a minute. Uh, he is about as crazy and stupid as the uh, mayor of Atlanta. Yeah, Mayor Soggy Bottom is <laughs> down there in Atlanta. And boy, is she a problem for the people and the families there. Uh, I would say. She has a lot of blame on her for the deaths that are happening in her city. Uh, The silence of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, We have multiple minority children killed over the July 4th weekend. And not a peep from them about it. It's unbelievable. Uh, And uh, Gilani Maxwell, arrested. Mm -hmm. She's going to talk. You know she's going to talk. And rumor has it she might have videos. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This could get interesting. And we're going to give you some updates on the, uh, well, I shouldn't have said updates. We're going to give you the latest on the updated show.com and everything you can find there, including our blog, our video about the ACOG, and so much more. And then our vote of the week is coming as well. We'll keep that a surprise. Uh, this week, we give you our charity of choice, Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, it was a dangerous weekend for children around America, especially minority children. Black children killed by black men. Uh, just out committing crime and killing people for absolutely zero reason. We had a shooting here in the upstate of South Carolina. Some fella just decided to open fire in a club and and kill some people. And uh, black people, dead. Now, there was not, I know you think this is crazy, not a large Black Lives Matter rally out front of that lounge uh, after this. So wait. Yeah no rally no rally no there was, peaceful protest there was a press conference there was a press conference where mm. some leaders came out and said hey we should stop killing each other which i thought good good somebody's finally saying it uh and we'll get to more of that in a minute but yeah dangerous dangerous time around the country for minority children uh dying at the hands of minority men and and i just can't understand it but i think i have an idea and i'll share it with you in a minute but first of all Uh, Seriously, talk about Operation Underground Railroad. They're saving children from all around the world. Um, Large operations happening in Haiti. You know, when disaster hits uh, places around the world, it is ripe opportunity for traffickers. They move in, they start kidnapping children, they sell them. To people around the world. Fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world, and they need your help. We don't need your money. You give to them, okay? Operation Underground Railroad can be found at ourrescue.org. O U R RESCUE.org to learn more. Uh, We want to say, hey, by the way, lots of new friends on the social media sphere. Thanks for hanging out with us. Heidi, we're seeing Heidi a lot. Uh, Rob, thanks for hanging out. Sean Burke is everywhere you look now. like seeing that. Chris Clark, thanks so much. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to ruin. I'm not great with names. So, Althea, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the social media. If you haven't found us on social media. I like that you
1: sounded that out.
0: Althea, is that right? Yeah. Althea? Althea? Althea i you okay hope so all right uh shout outs to everybody participating in the conversations on facebook and twitter that's what's fun about it if can't talk to you there's no point in being here okay uh that's that let's get into the racist rally at stone mountain the not effing around coalition that is their legitimate name they have a leader his name is Grandmaster J. Now, just to give you a little context of Grandmaster J, Grandmaster J is the type of fellow, somewhat like Van Jones, who has some crazy, wild conspiracy theories he believes in, one of which, for Grandmaster J, is that white people changed hip-hop music to synthesized music because the original music that black people put out mm-hmm. fed their melanin levels. And cause them to be healthier black people. Solid theory. And so Go he on. says he says that if you get rid of actual instruments and use synthesizers, your melanin goes down and you're not as strong of an individual as you would have been otherwise. That is not made up. That is real. You can watch him say it on his Facebook Live video. Just search in in fact on Facebook I you can see I feel
1: like I need to qualify the definition of melanin in that case. And the reason I say that is because I'm so white, I'm almost pink. Mm. And I've been playing drums for most of my life. Real drums, not synthetic ones. <laughs> acoustic drums. So I'm not sure that his hypothesis is fully I see uh, what you're saying, and developed. I like it. I support it. So you've been
0: kicking that kick drum for as long as you can remember and yet the pigmentation of your skin stayed exactly the same.
1: Uh, I would contend that I actually got whiter uh, yeah. because I spent a lot of time in clubs and bars yeah. uh, keeping late hours. See, so if, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't uh, out at the beach or the lake as much when I was going through that little phase there, so yeah. uh, I would say it actually had the exact opposite effect on me.
0: I have the same questions and curiosities because as a Dave Matthews fan, Mm -hmm. You think you're getting into African-American music because he's from Africa. Technically, you are. Right. You think. And then he walks out on stage and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I've been duped. (laughs) Wait one hot second. (laughs) That man is not an African. I know because I've seen him. Right. And then it turns out he is. And so is Charlize Theron. And your entire world is undone. Mm. And you walk around and you ask all the African-Americans, you know, what part are you from in Africa? And then they think you're racist for asking that. And then you're just you're just a confused kid. You know, happens in the best of us. You have to really piece it together. It can be troublesome. But that's why good parents are there to explain these things before the kids go out into the wild. Not in my instance. I was just (laughs) running around Columbia asking all sorts of awkward questions. Just putting the vibe out. What part of the continent did you grow up in? Do you know Dave? <laughs> uh, and the answer is uh, always yes. Here, so, here is. It's always a good conversation starter. <laughs> Here's In Fact Leader. So, all right. So, let's talk about what happened in Stone Mountain. In Fact shows up armed to the teeth, uh, but not well armed. They've got some cruddy weapons and bad gear, but we're not going to tell them too much. Just know that if they want a war, I'm not a gunfighter. Are you a gunfighter? No, i have not.
1: not I've not been in a gunfight.
0: All right, I'll speak for both of us. We are not gunfighters, but they don't really make me nervous. Uh, they have bullhorns
1: and jammed weapons. Well, but let's let's examine what was really going on up there. Right, posturing. There was a lot of posturing. So you had, I don't know, a couple hundred max. I'm saying I will I will go on record and say 200 people max, dressed right. head to toe in black military style garb combat boots bloused into their uh you know cargo pants (laughs) they had their black hawk circa 1989 tack vests on um i mean they're just not in legitimate gear they're all in
0: something no 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 no. off-branded like seriously they're wearing uh, not combat boots but work boots they're they're wearing some of them, yeah, and and rocking and rolling with gear that's
1: not really made to do the job they think it's going to do. Is that what you're saying? Or Well, yeah, but I mean, so they're trying to look the part because they think that this uh, militant mall ninja look is going to intimidate people. They're, they they <laughs> they claim that there was a thousand plus of them there. Right. I've yet to see a. a shot of this thousand plus quote crowd 100, 100 where it's so. zoomed out where you can actually see how many people there are so most and they're marching quote unquote in quote unquote formation um you know it's a sloppy thrown together outfit i think with the only intended purpose to intimidate yeah <clears throat> the, yep so if you're if you're out there to intimidate what is what is that what would we call that we would call it terrorism, fascism, terrorism. Yes, right. Well, they can't be guilty of that because they're
0: leftist in ideology. So mm. They are anti-fascist. I will
1: say I did see something earlier today uh, where uh, Jam Master Jay and the the Jazzy Boys were. Um, they were talking about how they were not affiliated with Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, and that that organization was basically a joke. I'm paraphrasing, he said it nah, much you're, more you're colorful close. language. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, yep. Let's uh
0: let's give him a chance to speak. I wish he was on the phone, but he's not. That would be fun. Man. Can we arrange that?
1: Does anybody know? I don't want to give the man my personal. Does phone anybody know Jazzy
0: Jeff? We got to figure this out. Get that guy on the horn. Uh, okay, maybe get him on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> Be a heck of a Zoom meeting. All right, listen, um, here's the quick recap. Yes, they show up. They say, Stone Mountain's where the KKK started. Uh, apparently, that's somewhat true, but not entirely true. Back when Georgia was controlled by the Democrats, who knew? Who knows what they did down there? Um, but anyway, so they say that's why they chose Stone Mountain. They want to blow the mountain up because it's got Confederate, General, Confederate generals on it. Yada, yada, yada. So a reporter, a black reporter, by the way, says to him, what exactly is the solution? What are you looking for out of this? Here's what he says.
1: The solution is very simple. We follow a declaration of liberation, declaring every African-American descendant of slavery a political prisoner here in the United States that was affected by the Portuguese slave trade. And then after that, the United States has a choice. Either a, carve us a piece of land out here, we'll take Texas and let us do our own thing, or... Don't stop us when we exit this out of here and go somewhere where they will give us our own land to build our own nation.
0: You hear that? Uh, that's us not getting in your way if you want to exit up out of here. In fact, <laughs> if I can read you something, I, I guess he doesn't know. I guess... I keep feeling like there should be some memos sent around uh, among the community there. The Black Lives Matter community really needs some internal memos sent around. Of course, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, Grandmaster Jay doesn't like Black Lives Matter. I don't know why they seem to have the same end goal in mind to disrupt and overthrow the American system. But I digress. On June 10th, according to Newsweek.com, this is where it gets good for you, Grandmaster Jay. So I should come on the Felt Recall podcast So we can explain these things to you. Your life would be so much easier.
1: Just to clarify, is that a formal invitation?
0: Anytime. Doors wide open. Kits ready. Uh, The (laughs) debate. Huh? I'm in my car. That talks to me. Uh, Here's from Newsweek in June. Okay, Grandmaster Jay, here we go. The debate about race following the killing of George Floyd has reverberated across the Atlantic Ocean, spurring the tourism minister of Ghana to appeal to its diaspora including in the U.S., to, quote, leave where you are not wanted and return home. A ceremony marking the death of Floyd was held at the W.E.B. Du Bois Memorial Center for Pan-African Culture in the capital, Accra, during which Barbara Otang Gyasi, I'm sure I messed that up, made the plea that her country is open to those fleeing America's racial tension saying, quote, we gather in solidarity with brothers and sisters to change the status quo. Racism must end. We pray and hope that George Floyd's death will not be in vain, but will bring an end to prejudice and racial discrimination, discrimination across the world. We continue to open our arms and invite all our brothers and sisters home. Ghana is your home. Africa is your home. We have our arms wide open, ready to welcome you home. Hey, please take advantage. Come home, build a life in Ghana. That's her words, not mine. Here's the thing. I'll tell you this. Uh, The beautiful part about America is you can leave and you can go to Ghana. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, You can go to Zimbabwe where it's illegal to be white. You could go to South Africa where it's now illegal to be white. There are terrible racist places on the continent of Africa where the people will look like you. Ergo, you'll believe you have something in common because that's the way your type of person thinks, be it black or white. There are white people who think the same thing. They're called racists. They're called Klan members. And these people have the exact same ideology. They believe that black people should band together and build their own nation
1: simply because they all look alike. So they must, therefore, think alike. So you just brought up the Klan. And in one of the videos that I watched uh, of uh, Jazzy Jeff, he says, uh, essentially, that that they are there at Stone Mountain... They're ready for a fight, and yeah. they're looking for, I think he calls them uh, the Boogie Boys, which I think yeah. he meant Boogaloo, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, I think he's making that's fun. That's all right. Yeah. Um, uh, the Three Percenters and the clan. So he lumped these three groups in together that I'm not sure have anything to do with one another, um, fundamentally or otherwise. Right. Um, and he's essentially saying, we're here to fight you. Where are you? Why aren't you here? Which I think proves a point that we've made on this show more than once. That is, the Klan is so small now, and and they're hung up on right. on these guys like they think that there's going to be some like mm. wave of people coming over the hill with pitchforks and torches, and it's just not going to happen.
0: Well, it does fit the the, the mold though, because here's a group of people who thinks the American police officer is a racist who's disproportionately gunning down black people in the American streets, and they refuse to look at the fact that what is happening is 10 million interactions between police and citizens in the last year, and only nine people, of that 10 million, nine people killed were unarmed black men. By the way, of the police officers killed in that same amount of time, like 40%, right?
1: 35 to 40%. Yeah, but we're killed by black men which is only 6.5% of the population how many unarmed white people were killed by the police in the same time period uh like 18 to 20 something like that right so effectively double yeah right mm-hmm. so i i think that's a, the, the broader point to make here is that we're being force fed the idea that, that that's different oh no 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 you're we're Sorry. being force fed the idea that it's <laughs> different yeah i'm being smart ass here <laughs> Sorry, sir. Sorry, I didn't, know, I didn't know I was allowed to have different thoughts. Um, you see what I'm saying, though, right? I mean, get in line, Whitey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're being force fed this notion that all cops are racist right. and that they're out literally headhunting black people, Right. which is so absurd on premise. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the statistics and you go, oh, well, it's actually not even true. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's never been true. I'm saying it's not true now. So a lot of things have been true in the past that aren't anymore. Again, we are the nation that ended slavery. What? There's plenty of places on earth in Africa that slave trade is still a function Alive of life. And well, man. Alive. Yeah. And so well. look at Egypt. Yeah, exactly. So don't don't tell me that this is this is the way America works. Like this is a yeah. A fundamental principle of of the whole entire country. Yeah, it's just absurd on, on every face. You know, um,
0: let's <laughs> let's examine this a little closer to the Black Lives Matter crowd. But first, so meaning the the in fact guys are saying they don't believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe I guess they can be separate. I guess you can do that. I don't know how you do that. It is somewhat like saying uh, I'm a three percenter, but I disagree with the gun community. You're kind of one in the same. I'm not sure. That, degree, I'm not
1: sure that these guys are explicitly saying what it is that they represent, though. I haven't seen anything that oh, really delves into the no effing
0: around coalition. That's what they represent. Oh, yeah, they represent no effing around. Oh, which is really all they did at Stone Mountain. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> Can't do anything of worth. Uh all right. Listen, uh it, it go it plays to what happened in Atlanta over the weekend. And I want to I want to share that with you. But first, I want to update you on feltrecoalshell.com. You do not have to worry about digging through all the mess the media puts out every day. We put all the latest news, we got gun reviews and opinion pieces. One spot for you, feltrecoalshow.com. Read the latest news. Everything you care about is at feltrecoalshow.com. Plus, if there's certain firearms you're thinking about, we might have a review up there for you to consider your next firearm purchase. Just click blog at the top of the page at feltrecoilshow.com. Okay, so you have the racist meeting in Stone Mountain, Georgia, right? And then you have a deadly weekend all across the country. Uh, as we mentioned, we had a shooting here in the upstate at uh, what's it called L- Lavish Lounge, right? And Lavish Lounge, I guess, it's a place i would never heard of. Uh, but you got two people shot and killed at this bar. A 23-year-old black female named Macala Bell. She leaves behind two children. CJ Johnson, a security guard, black man, looks like a nice fella, shot and killed by a black guy. Then you have a very small showing of people outside there saying, we're here to remember them. And now those people are realizing, they're realizing what's happening here. You've been played. The black community is being exploited for political capital by people around the country. If you're, listen to me, if you're standing outside of a hot dog stand right now because mean words were said and you haven't gone to lavish to protest the actual violence, shame on you. If you took the time to post something about something a hot dog guy said that you disagreed with but you haven't spoken up about the senseless killings that lavish by a black man against the black community, shame on you. You're inconsistent. You lack principles. You lack foresight. You lack any sort of spine humanity. to stand up. Yes, exactly. You lack any sort of humanity or backbone to stand up to the people actually committing crimes against innocent people in your community. Get this hard truth for you it's not a crime to be racist you might not like it but it's not illegal and there shouldn't be a lynch mob of public opinion against people who say things with which you disagree when innocent people are dying because you're refusing to address the actual problem there's a cultural problem in this country it's not white and black it's culture there are white people and black people who celebrate the same culture that glorifies violence and tells you you're not a man until you've killed somebody or committed a crime or spent serious time in prison to prove your worth to your community? That is a perverted culture. Stand up against it or shut up about it. Don't go to the hot dog stand and go, This guy said mean things. He said mean things and we should shut his business down. Meanwhile, a mother of two small kids trying to enjoy a rap concert gets shot and killed and you're mute. You can't find the words to say because you don't understand what principle is actually at stake here. You just react off your emotion. It feels good. It's easy. It's easy to react with emotion. It's not easy to sit down and think things out. Anyway, here's a... Well,
1: I was just going to say, if I can expand on this for a second. Please do. Had two people shot and killed, eight additional wounded in the shooting. So uh, that's in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, uh, Population 60,000 in the like city, that. somewhere in, the in, city. There, yeah. in that neighborhood. Um, if you look across the board, uh, Chicago last week, 138 people shot, 28 killed. If you look at New York City last weekend, July 4th weekend, 65 people shot. Ricky Smiley, familiar with him? He does a radio no, show. I've heard of Tavis Smiley. No, not the same guy. So, yeah, so no. Ricky Smiley's... 19 uh, year old daughter was shot in Houston. Jeez, uh, you can literally you could just Google July Fourth weekend shootings yep. and pick a city, pick yep. a city. It you can go down the list and it's one after another after another after another. These are these are shootings that are happening in black communities by black people. Right, and
0: nary a word. There's no Al Sharpton. There's no Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter mass protest. Now, I give kudos to the people who are waking up to this. The people that did go to Lavish Lounge, by the way, kudos to you. Because they went out there and they said, stop killing each other. Stop it. Stop it. We can't be out here saying Black Lives Matter and then we're killing each other. The young girl killed in Atlanta at the Wendy's. Her mom's trying to take her to Wendy's. It's the, I guess maybe they weren't going to Wendy's, but they were pulling in the parking lot for some reason. I don't know if it's open again but the one where Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed after attacking, violently attacking two police officers, and they shoot and kill an, a, a young girl. Dead, right? For, for what reason? For what reason? How I mean, old, How old was she? For the crime of being black, right? Um, let me pull that information up. I should have had it at hand. Eight years old. There you go. So you have an eight-year-old girl, but let's run through this. We're going to come back because I want to kind of really unpack what Atlanta's mayor said, and I want to show you the cowardice that's involved with the Black Lives Matter movement and the people who have latched onto it, how stupid they really are, how they don't know how they're being played. I'm sure there's some good motives with some people who think, I agree with the sentiment, because who doesn't? I've talked about this here before. Who doesn't agree with that? When somebody says to you, well, do you agree with Black Lives Matter? Answer to them, who doesn't? Who have you found that said, no, I don't? Well, well, I'm just, I'm just asking a few. No, 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 Who have you found that has said, I don't think black lives matter? Well, the president says uh, he's not going to say the phrase. No, the president said he doesn't agree with the movement. He agrees with the sentiment. He doesn't agree with the movement. Who have you found that has been willing to say to you, and like you said just a second, ago, Patrick, you're going to go, well, I mean, like the KKK. Okay, great. 100 of 400 million people, you have one like 100 zero zero of 400 million people that might think that, and you're focused on it for some
1: reason. And then you're going to have CNN say that the president is racist because he doesn't believe in the organization, and the premise is separate from the organization, right? But then uh, <laughs> you take in the fact that Coulion uh, Noir, who's big in the gun community, was on Joe Rogan's podcast about a week or so ago, and basically said verbatim what the president said. Yeah. Almost exactly. Yep. For those of you that do not know, Koleon Noir is black. Wait, what? Yeah. I know. Hard pill to swallow. Yeah, a, black, a black gun guy that's, see, that's making sense. I don't see color. so That's a good point. Hard for me to... Yeah, you I know, forgot about that. I just see people that. and humans that I forgot love. forgot you had that that sixth sense.
0: I want to point something out real fast about Colon Noir. Uh, your brother sent a text saying... I said verbatim what Koyan said on this show, but yep. may the record show that this show was live for Kolyon to listen to right. before his interview on Joe Rogan was live, which means if anybody, if anybody said what the other person said, Kolyon said what I said.
1: Yeah, sorry about that, Joey. Um, I, I think maybe you listened to the podcast in the wrong order. Joey and... the jerk, till I get my apology email by the <laughs> way. All right, all
0: right. Pass along my number that apology text even Mm -hmm. i'll be sure to do that sorry uh let's not make light of this next article here we go so this is exactly what you're talking about mr hulon Uh, according to cnn.com children among the victims of july 4th here's here's what's great watch what they do you're gonna see it i don't have to point it out pay attention what they do children are among the victims of july 4th weekend gun violence across the u.s 7-year-old girl playing with children in Chicago, an 8-year-old Atlanta girl riding with her mother, and an 11-year-old boy running to get a phone charger in Washington, D.C. were among the victims of gun violence over July 4th weekend. The violence comes amid an uptick in shootings and homicides in American cities. The, girls in, uh, the girl in Chicago was visiting her grandmother in the Austin neighborhood Saturday evening playing with other children. The 7-year-old was shot in the head and died at John H. Stroger Jr. Hospital of Cook County. CPD Chief of Operations Fred Waller says, you got to be tired of this. Chicago's heart gets broken again. Austin's heart gets broken again. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, in a series of tweets, lamented another child whose hopes and dreams were ended by the barrel of a gun. By the barrel of a gun. As a city, we must wrap our arms around our youth so they understand there's a future for them. Shootings across the U.S. on the July 4th weekend. In the nation's capital, 11-year-old David McNeil was killed Saturday night in Washington, D.C., David was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead. David was black, by the way. Um, his mother, sitting in the car, heard gunshots and saw her son duck, thought he was trying to dodge the bullets, but then noticed he wasn't moving, found him dead. Uh, Ayala raced to the hospital with her son. Atlanta, and then in Atlanta, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms also asked people to forward information after an eight-year-old girl was shot Saturday night near the Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks was killed last month saying, I'm asking you to please honor this baby's life. Please, if you know who did this, please turn them in. We're fighting the enemy within when we are shooting each other up in our streets, the mayor said. You shot and killed a baby, and it wasn't one shooter. There were at least two shooters, she said. "Sicoria Turner was riding in a vehicle with her mom and an adult friend downtown. The driver tried to enter a parking lot where a group of people had illegally uh, placed barricades, and someone in the group opened fire on the vehicle. In Alabama, in Birmingham, at the Galleria Mall. Hoover, by the way, is a suburb of Birmingham. Basically, you could say Birmingham, and everybody knows what you mean. Young black Montez Moses Miracle Coleman, 22 of Birmingham, was arrested in the death of young black Reuter de Marco Giles, eight years old. He's being held Sunday in the Jefferson County Jail on one charge of murder and three counts of assault. New york police uh, New York Police Department officers were injured in gun violence as it shook New York over the holiday weekend with at least thirty four shooting incidents affecting fifty one victims. So notice what they've done. I know you see it, right? Now it's gun violence of course how interesting how interesting that on the heels of a movement where Black men have violently attacked police officers. Some did not. George Floyd did not. Nobody called for a reduction in knee violence in the George Floyd scenario. Everyone is willing to call for a reduction in police violence and to say it's a police problem, regardless of the means by which the police have killed these men. Albeit justified or not, they shot Rayshard Brooks. The officer in Minnesota used his knee on George Floyd. They shot Breonna Taylor. That was never gun violence, as police violence. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, and by the way, lest I overlook it, Chicago, Democrats. New York, Democrats. Birmingham, Democrats. Washington, D.C., Democrats. Atlanta, Democrats. Young black men killing young black people and not a word about young black men violence. Suddenly, it's the mechanism. It's the tool with which they commit the crime that matters. Because it's a very hard conversation to ask what's going on with the culture of black America That they're killing each other at an alarming rate. And they're killing young children. They're killing young kids. Seven and eight years old. Eleven years old. For what reason? And nobody's willing to have that conversation. Unless you think I'm making it all up. I just read you the article. CNN is framing it gun violence. Listen to the absurdity. The absolute... These are the words of an insane person. And there will be an eight-second pause as her empty mind hits the reset button and then loops again like a broken record, here's Atlanta mayor, Soggy Bottom, telling you, listen to me carefully, the sad part about the eight-year-old girl dying in Atlanta at the hands of Black Lives Matter protesters. Black Lives Matter protesters killed this little girl. Protesters supported by the mayor, by the way. This is a woman who said the grievance was real with the death of Rayshard Brooks, that the police
1: were the problem. I would add that this this happened where they're memorializing his death. Insanity. She sides with them.
0: They kill a young girl, and then she wants to act like she can be mad about it,
1: when she's done nothing to quell any of this.
0: She's only stoked the flame. And I,
1: and I would even, I would tell you too, uh, right before uh, we started recording, I just looked at an article where the governor of Georgia is sending in a thousand National Guard troops because of Soggy Bottom's inability to be able to stop any of this. I, because the violence is only escalating. Yep. You have police that are calling out, which we've touched on uh, for you know a couple weeks ago, I think we talked about that was happening to the best of my knowledge, it's still happening. Where We have police that don't want to come out and be on the job for very obvious reasons. And so now, the mayor, and, and even when that first happened, the mayor got on TV and said, everything's fine. Everything's right. fine. Everybody's yeah. coming to work. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Of course she's going to say lies, that. Lies, of lies, lies. Of course she's going to say it because she doesn't want to panic. And, and And I get that. I get why she would come on and just basically distribute falsehood. I get it. What other choice do you have? Is she going to get on CNN with Don Lemon and go, yep, we got no cops tonight. Right. What would happen to that city? <laughs> Don, well, it would, I'll it tell would you be what happened. gone tomorrow. Uh, it
0: literally did happen, though, right? Like They started burning Atlanta down. They're breaking into Don Lemon's building Well there with mean, CNN.
1: <laughs> I think, I but no, you'd I'm making a little, the point. You'd see a little tear come down Don's face because he knows his time his is makeup over. makeup starts running. I'm making the point that what you saw where they were yeah. trying to Burned CNN down and they were looting, uh, you know, bars and and burning down restaurants and breaking into Best Buy. I'm what I'm telling you is what you saw was a little piece of it. And had she not gone on there and go, No, 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 we got plenty of cops, it would have gotten worse. Yeah, you're right. I'm not giving her a ton of credit though. I'm just telling you, I feel like she did the bare minimum of what she had to do. Well, so, so now. What the the issue that you have is that she's gotten into this situation where all she did by doing the bare minimum and saying, Yes, we still have cops is she not didn't, didn't fix anything. Right. Nothing has gotten any better. No. Now, are people still breaking into Best Buy? No. Because, I mean, once you loot all the TVs, well, what's, there. what's yeah. the point of breaking in there again, right? Well, now you have something to do at home. You got your that's a good point. PS4 that's and your a, TV. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs>
0: you can stay home and not cause trouble.
1: So now, so now you have the governor going, you know what? I've given you a chance. Yeah. You haven't done anything to fix it. I'm going to fix it for you. Yeah. And I, and I think this this press conference that she held comes across to me as the... Probably one of the least prepared I've ever heard a politician <laughs> talk ever, and I and I've heard Donald Trump speak. <laughs> Here we go. Let's listen. Here's Atlanta Mayor
0: Soggy Bottoms talking about the death of eight-year-old girl in Atlanta. I thought we had her name. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, do I? Eight, and eight. All right. The death of an eight-year-old child who deserves to be remembered and memorialized because that's somebody's baby. Eight years old is very very young. Here she is, to prove Patrick's point, completely unprepared. She doesn't know what to do. I'll tell you why she's lost. But first, let's listen to her. So the sad part is that they can walk around with weapons this long down our streets because the law in Georgia says that they can do it. So you got people walking down the street with weapons this long. Because Georgia law says it's okay. That is the ramblings of an absolute idiot. And I make no apology for that. Here's a black mayor in a city of more than 5 million people, 34% of whom are black, by the way. She's done nothing but stoke racial tension. Here's a quote from her interview with the New York Post right after the shooting of Rayshard Brooks. Remember, Rayshard... We now know would have been charged, had he survived, he would have been charged with 10 felonies for his violent encounter with police in Atlanta, Georgia. She says, quote, based on what we saw happen Friday, it became abundantly clear very quickly that there's a need for us to take an immediate look at our training policies. Some of these policies, in my opinion, while we are speaking, these policies, they are not necessarily integrated into our training. I have no idea what that means. She says, I'm also requiring de-escalation generally and specifically prior to the use of deadly force in accordance. This is very important. Let me start over here at this juncture, just at the beginning of this paragraph. Listen to this. It's very, very important. I'm also requiring de-escalation generally and specifically prior to the use of deadly force in accordance with the principle that officers should use de-escalation techniques to gain voluntary compliance and avoid or minimize the use of a physical force. My friend, listen to me. The interaction between the police officers and Rayshard Brooks is nearly an hour long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: From the time of violent altercation to his death is less than 60 seconds. You have 43 minutes or so of the officers sympathizing with him over the death of his mother, congratulating him on the birth of his daughter because he tells them it's his birthday. Here's a black mayor in a city, more than 5 million people, more than 30% are black. She could have very very easily taken the opportunity then to say justice requires a process and that process requires evidence and the evidence shows 10 felonies committed by Mr. Brooks. And by the way, if you don't know, if you haven't watched the tape, she could have very well pointed out that in the nearly hour-long incident, Mr. Brooks was incredibly intoxicated throughout. And she could have said, hey... Driving while you're intoxicated kills 30 people every day in America, and we're not going to stand for that. And that's why the interaction began. Then she could have given credit to the officers for how much time they took with him. She could have pointed out that the man had no idea where he was. The police asked him, do you know where you are? And he named several counties in which he was not. Said he was on Old Dixie Highway, which isn't even in Atlanta. On and on it goes, and the police are like, "This guy is so far gone." They then ask him to do a breathalyzer. He blows well over the legal limit. They attempt to put him in handcuffs. He sucker punches a police officer, grabs his taser, and shoots him with the taser. Then points the taser at the other officers at the officer's partner, and that partner shoots him as Rashard Brooks turns his back to him and tries to take off. But Chris, you shouldn't shoot people in the back. Was he running for cover? Was he running to hurt somebody else? By the way, do you recognize that the Supreme Court says police officers, when doing their duty, can shoot a fleeing violent felon in the back if they believe he's an imminent threat to them or the general public around them? They abided by the law. And the mayor had every chance possible to say these men abided by the law, but instead she said the police acted wrongly. She didn't say it that way. She certainly implied it by saying, We know just from what happened, we know we have to change policy, which is a way of saying the police were wrong. So they begin burning her city down, and she does squat about it. She lets them do it, and now a child is dead, and she wants to come out and act like, see, that's why we got to change open carry. It's a gun problem.
1: Yeah, it's a complete narrative change. And I fail to see the correlation between open carry, and again, I've said this before, I will continue to say it. My opinion probably will not change on it. Open carry is stupid. Uh, If you are an open carry advocate, you are stupid as well. Um, (laughs) If you disagree with me, please send me an email, uh, feltrecoilshow.com. I don't see where we connect the dots between people who open carry and an eight-year-old girl dying in a Wendy's parking lot. That is such a huge jump that doesn't make any sense to me. It's, again, like you said, they're shifting the narrative. What, what does open carrying, so what does open carry mean? That means we're either going to have a, a pistol on our hip mm. or a rifle slung. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not talking about a gun at the ready. We're not walking around pointing a gun, right? right? Not supposed to We're be. certainly not talking about discharging a gun. Right. Because that should only happen if our life is already in danger. That's right. So, to me, what this sounds like happened, because she's said uh, in the press conference that they know for a fact there was at least two shooters. So there was some gunplay happening. These guys just decided to pop off and shoot each other and not care about any collateral damage or or children that are hanging around. It's, It's absurd to me the jump that has been made. If you want to talk about open carry... Talk about open carry. That's fine. I, again, I contend that it's really dumb. I think tactically it's dumb. That's why I don't like it. I think if I'm going go, uh, to go the, to the store and some guy's going to rob the store and he sees I have a pistol on my hip, I'm probably going to get shot first. Yeah. That's why I think it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, I can say it's dumb all day long. In Georgia, it is your right. And if you want to do that, go ahead. If you want to carry two guns... Go ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't matter to me. I, I don't hang out in Georgia a lot. so Nor should you. So do what you want to do. I'm just saying, this is, this is such a leap. It's so absurd. And this circles back to the point I made about how she wasn't prepared for this press conference. Because right. the press conference is supposed to be about the fact that there was a shooting and an innocent bystander who happens to be a child was killed. Well... Right, sort of, right? Like what they shot into the car, sure. Not, I mean, what like, uh, I'm I'm saying it was like a a crowd of people gathered and she just happened to catch a bullet. Obviously, someone's someone was shooting in that general direction for some reason. Yeah, I don't know all the details. Yeah, I don't know why someone was shooting over there or or these two people were maybe shooting back and forth at each other. I don't even know that that's the case. It was uh, St. Louis with the SUV, right? At the red light. And
0: the crowd surrounded it, and he started to try to take off slowly. and The white guy ran around the driver's side. That's Provo, Utah. That's what Utah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, sounds similar to me, right? She, dri- well- she drives into a crowd that had put up illegal barricades. Very well could have been. And somebody pulls a gun and shoots into the car. This is who you do. This is what you do, do not ever, no longer, Africans included, stop stopping for protesters. I hate to tell you this. I know a girl died out there in Seattle because she was on the highway. Twenty-three-year-old white girl. She dies after I'm not kidding. An African man, whose name I cannot even begin to try and pronounce, hit her with his car. Because
1: I'm talking he's, about the guy that was booking it in the white was the white car. Mm-hmm. Everybody's at fault here, though. Everybody's at fault. This
0: it is not peaceful to overtake the highways, to shut down traffic and commerce and free movement of people. That is not a peaceful expression. It's not. That's a, you are now siding with a violent mob that has proven violent time and time and time again. In fact, if you can find a Black Lives Matter protest that remains peaceful, you have found the exception to the rule. It's not peaceful. They tear things up. They show up. They tear up. They instigate.
1: Don Lemon says they're peaceful. Mm, Again,
0: look at the lobby of his building. They disagree. (laughs) Okay. You can whitewash the little things and go, well, I mean, uh, for for a couple outside agitators, you know, otherwise it was largely peaceful. It's not peaceful. When you surround someone, it's an incredible thing to, to consider. It's as if I'm walking down the street and eight guys surround me. I go, what's up, fellas? Oh, just a peaceful protest. Okay, I need to get out of here. No. Okay, so now I'm being detained against my will. You know what that is? That's kidnapping, right? If you detain me and you do not let me leave under my free will, that is kidnapping. So these angry mobs surrounding the cars and stopping them, that's kidnapping. You cannot detain people and keep them from their free movement against their will, it is a crime. It doesn't matter if you're flying the the banner of Black Lives Matter. You're committing a crime. Stop it. So stop stopping for the protesters. I'm not suggesting you run them over, but I am saying drive around them forcefully. Get out of there because look at what happens to your child when you do that. They will shoot your kid and kill your kid. It's happened in Atlanta, in Utah. They shot through the passenger window and attempted to kill the driver of an SUV simply because he was trying to make his way through a crowd that had surrounded and was mobbing his vehicle. They are out there to kill you. There are very, very bad people in the streets of America right now, and they're looking to kill innocent people. Do not stop for the protesters. The Atlanta mayor has enabled and emboldened these people She's made it a point to side with them. She's trying to play both sides of the fence for political capital. She is culpable in the death of that child. She should step down. She should be recalled. She should be thrown out of office. The good people of Atlanta are now morally obligated to do something about it. And if you don't, the deaths that continue to happen are on you as well. Wake up. Get out there. Fix it. Did we miss anything? I think not. Okay. okay. I think we can move on.
1: Uh, Galani
0: Maxwell, is that her name? I can't pronounce this Galane. lady's Galane. Galane Maxwell has been arrested, and she's got secrets, and we hope to find out what they are. Plus, we'll tell you about our VOTA of the week. But first, if you're interested in the most famous combat optic... Com- what? Mm-hmm. This is why we should pre-record these. First, if you're interested <laughs> in the most famous combat optic in the world, the ACOG... Well, find out everything you need to know about it in our YouTube video, All About the ACOG. You can find it at feltrecoolshow.com, feltrecoolshow.com, or go over to YouTube and just search Felt Show. Everything you need to know about the ACOG and Patrick's amazing video about the ACOG, find it now, feltrecoolshow.com. All right, our vote of the week this week is going to be a great one, but first, Patrick, tell me about, uh, I'm just going to keep changing her first name, Jillian Maxwell, tell me about her.
1: Yeah, um, Jenny Maxwell. There you go. Um, <laughs> felt like that was easier. Um, Old G. She, she was so in the last week she was arrested, surprisingly in New Hampshire. What? So I have some questions for you. Late on me. Do have you heard where she was reported to be lately? And by lately, I mean since Epstein died. Yeah, France. I France. thought France. Yeah, right. so I thought she was overseas. Reportedly, she was hiding in Paris. Because uh, she couldn't be extradited. That was, that was the reason I heard. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So. It's just a little, like a Hitler-Argentina conspiracy going on here. Maybe. Now, remember back, there was a photo that some paparazzo got of her in L.A., I think, where she's sitting reading some spy novel at an In-N-Out <laughs> burger. Of course she is. Like, by herself, just hanging out. And immediately that was like, okay, red flags. This is very strange. No one just stumbled upon her like weeks after Epstein died and she's just hanging out making faces at the camera, right? It just didn't add up. Um, There was some speculation that uh, it was Photoshopped. Some things uh, in the the photo just didn't quite look right. I, I can buy in on all that because it just again, didn't add up for me. So um, so we think she's in France. Does, does anyone with the TSA or maybe Homeland Security, mm. I don't know, the FBI, mm. NSA, mm-hmm. CIA, anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Right. Anybody paying any attention? Well, I think you're
0: hitting at a... Uh, pretty- Do, does anyone know how passports work? but we're very close to acknowledging the elephant in the room here. Trump was an associate of Epstein, whether we want to admit it or not. Absolutely. And if you're not if you're not familiar at all, understand that Maxwell was basically the handler of the girls that the were being procura. trafficked. Yeah. Yeah, like she would go out, find these when when I say poor, I mean economically poor right. girls and say, hey, you know, you can make 200 bucks. Recruit them. Yeah, you come over here for an hour. It's massage work or it's modeling work or whatever it was, uh, one, or the, one or the other, maybe some other things. But, but for the most part, the victims have described it as, you know, we were told we'd be paid 100 bucks for a half-hour massage, and then they show up and they're pressured into doing these illegal activities with Epstein and with her, by the way. Like, she was partying privy to this stuff. She was hanging out for some of it. And then, you know, obviously, they play this mental game with these girls where they say to them, you know, appreciate it, come back for more work, and if the girls question the legality of it, then they turn it into, well, I mean, even if it is illegal, you've already done it, so now you're a criminal. You really want to go down that road? And the girls are scared, and so they fall into this trap of believing, okay, now I'm in this cycle, or... They're already addicts of some sort, and the money is feeding that habit. And so anyway, all that is to absolutely. say, it's a deep, dirty, dark road. Maxwell is heavily involved in it with Epstein, and Epstein was an associate of
1: Trump. Let's be real honest with ourselves. Was the government trying to find this lady in the first place? I would contend the answer is absolutely not, there because they found her at her own <laughs> estate in <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> Just Chilling, And I looked it up because I, I, I've never heard of this town in New Hampshire. I've never been to New Hampshire. I'm pretty sure even if I had been there, I still wouldn't know the name it's of this town. You
0: ain't got that old
1: white money. That is true. I do <laughs> yeah. not. Um, I'm trying to get it, but I don't have it yet. Uh, so she's at this house and they raid the house at like 4 a.m. and scoop her up. And the whole thing takes literally seconds from reports. And they had uh, everyone from like the local sheriff's department involved, uh, Homeland Security, FBI, U.S. Marshals. Actually, I think were the ones that took her into custody. Which leads me to a question. Okay, first of all, did, are, we don't we don't have tax records. So okay, so let's just say Homeland Security, TSA, FBI. No one's looking for the passport. Okay, so we probably should have known she was here the whole time, right? right. Yeah. That just seems like pretty basic, logical stuff. Yep, yeah, you would think so. Um, now, she could have done some tricky stuff. Apparently, Epstein had numerous passports and was deemed a flight risk, and that's why they didn't want him to leave the country and didn't uh, he didn't uh, post bond. So maybe, maybe they were thinking she had another passport, she snuck out on a private jet, whatever, okay? I'll give you that. No one thought, hey, there's some property here in her name. We should probably go knock on the door. We should probably check on that. Patrick, you really think she's so dumb she'd go back to her own estate in New Hampshire?
0: You idiot. This is why you'll never move up in the ranks. Yes, I'm relegated
1: to this podcast. Um, So, this brings me to another question. When someone is arrested, I've not been arrested. I don't think you have. You seem like a pretty stand-up guy. No, not really. But nope. I'm keeping my eye on you because I'm not sure. No. Um, when someone is arrested, what does that process usually look like? Uh, you put them in handcuffs and read them their rights, put them in the back
0: of some sort of vehicle and transport them to jail. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? They die by suicide. <laughs> you're you're in, in a couple case. steps ahead. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh,
1: you're booked. You're booked. Yeah, yeah, And part prints. of that is what? Fingerprints and photos. Photos. A mugshot. Yeah. What have you not seen yet? Mugshot. You haven't seen one. No. You know why? Because it doesn't exist. You know huh. how I know that? Because huh. I've looked for it. Yeah, I've looked everywhere for it. Did you check smoking gun and all that? I've looked everywhere. It does not exist. No kidding. I think that that is very odd. Yeah. Don't you think that's weird? Yeah. Even Epstein, we got his immediately. Yeah, Immediately. The morning that it was announced that he was arrested, they had a mugshot of him. You know what my favorite picture right now is? Tell me. The one you sent me of Hillary
0: calling the suicide <laughs> prevention hotline. She said, I'd like to place an order. <laughs> you told me that there is rumor that she
1: has tapes. That some of this was yes. videotaped. So there's been rumors floating around that Epstein... Uh, kept not only tapes of himself and Ghislaine in these precarious situations with these underage women, Mm -hmm. and some that are of consenting age as well. I want to be clear. uh, I don't think they were all underage. I just think there was a lot of them that were underage. Yeah. My opinion. I think he preyed on that. Yes. His predilection was for young kids. Yes. Um, So... uh,
0: I wonder if he and Satan are talking about it right now. I would say they probably have
1: their own podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Probably get along just fine. So, is it called It's Getting Hot in Here? And they use the Nelly
1: song to intro every week? That would be a bit on the nose, but (laughs) I think it could work.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. And he's like, you know who was right about this place? That Lazarus fella. Remember that story? Man. Somebody could dip their finger in some water right now. That'd be awesome. Anyway, what's up, devil? (laughs) (laughs) Too much? Uh, Uh, No, I think it's it's great. I tend to... I do have a personal rule about not uh, bad-mouthing the dead because I do believe uh, on a deep personal level that when you die, you will face the maker. I really believe that. And you'll give an account and then... Your punishment will be divvied out or or not by grace, right? Salvation by grace, which I think is an amazing thing for everyone to consider. But my point is, I really make exception for these kind of guys, man. Cause he just he knew what he was doing and he continued to do it. And a the point, there just reached a point where you you've entered into such a dark, evil world, and you continue to do it without remorse and, and you deny what you did. And so sorry. I'm sorry I took the cheap shot and laughed at him. In his eternal, well, he got what he deserved. No, it's okay.
1: Anyway, all right. So it, th- there may be tapes. Yeah. So allegedly, uh, Ghislaine has copies of everything. Golly. Okay. And and there are some uh, people of consequence involved. So she and and again <laughs> to add to that, she is uh, has told authorities that she is willing to name names uh, and fully drop the dime on everyone. Essentially in order to save her own neck. Okay. So can I ask a
0: question now? Go ahead. Not that I don't believe that, except that I don't believe that. Seems like a pretty genius bluff. Right? Mm -hmm. Because here's what you know. Old Jeffy, he ended up dead. I don't want to die. What can I do? There have been these rumors. Aha! I have tapes. I have tapes. Because then what's interesting is the people who are on that know they may be on those tapes. Like, wait a second. Now, they need to know if those tapes exist. And if they kill you, those tapes will be found. Unless they get to you first and figure out where those tapes are, right? So it's
1: kind of a, a good like last dead ditch. man switch style, you talking? What do you mean? Like, so she ends up dead and she's got somebody set up that goes... Look, if I die, right, you publish all this stuff. Yeah. Call it a dead man switch. Yeah. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So exactly. Is that what you're talking about? Sort of. Or uh, I didn't think it, I mean, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a the, smarter way to do it. That, that would, if she's smart, that that is her insurance policy so that she doesn't accidentally hang herself mm-hmm. uh, with her bed sheet. Yeah. Right. Right. So terrible accident. Yeah. <laughs> Tripped and fell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's
0: what I'm thinking is in some way, They feel like she's got them over the barrel because she has the goods and those goods will hit the public sphere if she dies an untimely death.
1: Now, I want to say that this premise that she has these tapes Mm -hmm. is uh, so I found an article, Daily Mail, um, where they're basically blowing the story out. Right. So they're saying that uh, she's she's ready to tell all whatever it takes To save her own skin. Of course. The thing about this is that it doesn't, it's not saying that she's the source for the article saying someone close to her is, Mm. who's not named, Mm. which makes it a little bit hard to digest. Right. So you don't know if this is, I mean, there, there may be a nugget of truth in there. It may be a setup, as you're saying, uh, as an insurance policy so that she doesn't get whacked. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying it's weird. I mean, it's how I've kept my job. I go around just
0: tell everybody, yes. well, you know, I have tapes. I, I work and with you go, on oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, he does. He's constantly rolling tape. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll see what happens with her. Uh, I mean, she deserves to, to die anyway, so I would rather she talk first, and then they put her in a chair and flip the switch, but we'll see what happens. Okay, Uh just want to... You know, Got everything, yeah, okay. Don't forget charity of choice this week Operation Underground Railroad, O-U-R-rescue.org, OURrescue.org, They are saving children around the world from people uh, like Epstein and his associates, and all those powerful people who prey on these small children. Sixty thousand dollars per rescue mission. And they get about three to five kids and sometimes a trafficker or two off the street every time they do it. But they need sixty grand per mission. So you can sign up, be an abolitionist uh, at OURrescue.org, and you really can help end modern-day slavery. Okay? All right. Our vote of the week goes to—and we don't know. We don't know yet, right, who stole the statue. We, we just know that somehow, for some reason, vandals in Rochester, New York— destroyed and stole a Fre- Frederick Douglass statue.
1: I think we I think we could safely say it just goes to the morons of Rochester.
0: I mean do you think do you think they even knew?
1: I feel like it's plain as day that they had no idea. They just saw a statue and thought, you know what, that's gotta go.
0: I mean
1: or or I might say um we've we've reached a point where um, and I think you'll agree with me here, we've reached a point where it has nothing to do with any of the statues. Right. We are simply um, on a... Uh, we're, we're on a trajectory that cannot be stopped to erase history. Sure. Yep. And this this right here is, I would think, maybe the most egregious example of any of them Beyond the guys tearing down the Abe Lincoln statue, even, mm. and I'm saying it because he's a white guy, um, George Washington, yeah, white guy, right, slave owner, yeah. okay, all right, maybe I still I still call BS on that, right? That you want to tear that down? Still one of the greatest men that ever yep. walked the face of the earth. I would I absolutely. would say, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you want to tear the Confederate generals down? Whatever. I, I, I'm i sure, and in fact, I know where i drive by one uh, in Greenville with some regularity uh, and didn't know that that's what it was until I saw a local news bit on it. And they're like, yeah, this guy was some Confederate whatever. Never noticed, really never cared. I, I recognized it, but I, th- I, it wasn't one of these things where I thought, oh, man, look at that. And people were really broken up about it. It's not in a place where people congregate. Right. It's just there. Just happens to be something there, but it's a memorial. It's actually in a cemetery, so mm-hmm. it makes a little bit of sense. I'm just saying we've we've reached a point I think of no return, and this is why. So, if you don't know,
0: um, the statue was of abolitionist Frederick Douglass. According to CBS News, it was ripped from its base. In Rochester on the anniversary of one of his most famous speeches delivered in the city in 1852, police say the statue was taken on Sunday from Maplewood Park, a site along the Underground Railroad where Douglas and Harriet Tubman helped shuttle slaves to freedom. No arrests have been made. In a Monday morning tweet, President Trump blamed anarchists for the incident. I'd say that's true. The statue was found at the brink of the Genesee River Gorge, about 50 feet from its pedestal, police said. There was, no dam- there was damage to the base and a finger on the statue. In Rochester, on July 5th, 1852, Douglas gave a speech where he said, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July? That's the title of the speech. In which he called the celebration of liberty a sham in a nation that enslaves and oppressed its black citizens. Not true, CBS News, just say so you know. I mean, he did kind of say that. Uh, to a slave, Douglas said Independence Day is a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. By the way, so I'm going to stop reading CBS News because they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, the whole point of that speech is that Douglas believed the founding documents ensured his freedom. And that was his argument. And he was saying, What is the 4th of July to a slave if you haven't made us free? Because the founding documents say we're free men. And there were hundreds of thousands more Americans be- believed and agreed with what Douglas was saying on that day than did not. So he was. I'm going
1: to go ahead and hand the vote of the week, not only to the idiots <laughs> of Rochester, but also to CBS News yeah. for completely pulling. Uh, Frederick Douglass's words out of context.
0: Well, yeah, they like to use that kind of stuff. Uh, Frederick Douglass, by the way, was uh, one of the co authors and he was an advisor to five U.S. presidents, all of them Republican. There was a Democrat mixed in to there uh, to which he did not get to advise because the Democrat wouldn't do business with a black man. Frederick Douglass was an escaped slave who convinced kids in the area to help him learn to read and they escaped to freedom. If you've never been to his house, you can go to his house. Uh, outside of D.C., and it looks towards Delaware. Fantastic man. A lot of good to be read about him. If you haven't read his autobiographies, you should definitely do that. But anyway, anybody who's an idiot enough to think they're going to protest racism by ripping down statues of Frederick Douglass. And by the way, I'll tell you this, speaking of racism, if you looked at his statue and you didn't know who it was, you might think that was a white guy.
1: That's yeah, I'd say that's fair,
0: and I bet that's what they thought they were doing. They probably saw that and thought,
1: "Hey, there's a Confederate general,"
0: and they like pulled it down. Like, there's mm-hmm. Confederate generals, and they like shoved it into the river, and they were all proud of themselves. And then somebody's like, you know, that's like Frederick Douglass, right? Like he helped free the slaves. He taught, by the way. He had a. He was one of the, um, really, the pioneers in the idea that uh, the American founding documents were not racist in their tone, that they did in fact ensure liberty for all mankind, that they were the gateway to freedom for all people. That was his point. That's what he preached. And so he's a great man. He was, and I would, he was a free I man. And I would also
1: say that he was he was right. Yep. Not he's, a slave. His, his point was proven. Yep. Escaped
0: slave who became not a slave became a free man and again advised Lincoln in the Emancipation Proclamation. Good stuff. All right. That's about it for us. We've gone over our time. That's episode number 104 of the Felt Recall podcast in the hopper. Don't forget about us at feltrecallshow.com. You can find us on all the socials that you enjoy using. You can find the podcast anywhere you like to get your podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher app. Uh, Where else are we? Apple iTunes or the Apple podcast app. Trying to get ourselves on the iHeart. iHeart podcast kicked us off, apparently. Maybe because we like guns. I uh, no, can't am surprised. No. Try to get back up there. But anyway, you can always find every episode of this podcast at feltrecoolshow.com. That's feltrecoolshow.com. We'll see you back here each and every Tuesday morning for a brand new episode of Felt Recool
1: Podcast.